Welcome to the Captain Paul Watson Foundation podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and I'm joined today with Captain Paul Watson. Captain Watson, how are you doing today? Doing great today. Uh, we uh, just arrived uh, in Icelandic waters when uh, we received the announcement from the uh, Minister of Fisheries and Agriculture that uh, the Lofsons whaling has been uh, banned at least until August 31st, which pretty much means the season. So, so Paul, why did the minister uh, ban whaling until August 31st? What, what le- reasons led up to that? Well, there's been a lot of pressure on the, on the government, uh, on land and from abroad. Uh, there was um, a, vet, a veterinarian report saying that the hunt was cruel and uh, inhumane, and uh, they were sitting on that for a while. And uh, then I had sent a letter to the uh, all the members of the Althinger, the Icelandic parliament, on Sunday saying that we were coming. I also said we were quite prepared to take whatever means necessary, whatever risks we had to take, in order to make sure that no whales were killed. And that would, of course, have put us on to, into conflict with the Icelandic Coast Guard. And I think that the last thing that the Icelandic government wanted to see is a confrontation in their waters between us and the Icelandic Coast Guard, because even if they managed to seize a ship and arrest us, even if they win, they would have lost, because that uh, would have dra- dra- attracted so much attention to Lawson's illegal activities and we would have uh, made a, a case out of it in their courts against his illegal whaling operations. So, so literally just sailing into uh, their waters and uh, having your presence felt uh, put a lot of pressure on politicians then to do the right thing. Yeah, I think that uh, the fact that uh, they made this announcement within hours of our arrival in Icelandic waters uh, demonstrates that uh, that was a deciding factor. And I've also read that, you know, it can take up to 30 minutes or 45 minutes for one of these whales to die. And, you know, at times they will shoot more than one harpoon into the whale. Um, So it it does sound like that um, veterinarian report has a lot of validity to it, that it is a very cruel and unusual uh, hunt. And, um, you know, Lofsen can't justify what he's doing. Last year, uh, 145 whales were killed, and this uh, veterinarian uh, observing team uh, went on board, and they witnessed 58 of those whales being killed, of which 35 uh, took a bit of a time to die. Uh, quite a few of them were killed with uh, two, three, and up to four harpoons apiece. And uh, what Lofsen was trying to introduce this year to make it so-called more humane was a uh, uh, means to electrocute the whales after they harpoon them, which of course is hardly humane at all. And that was also condemned by the, uh, by this report. So the report, they've had the report for some time, but uh, you know, the permits still had not been revoked. And uh, I think that our coming into the waters sort of pushed them into uh, making a decision that uh, and using that report as the basis for that decision. So you, you mentioned that um, this halt on whaling is going to last until August 31st. So do you think after the 31st, uh, Lofsen might try to kill whales? No, it's impossible for him to do it. That's the end of the season. Uh, trying to go out and kill whales in September and October would be um, fruitless. Uh, you know, he wouldn't be able to do it. So uh, it's well-timed. It's a temporary ban, and the ban is until August 31st. So we don't anticipate any whales being killed this year. Of course, we have to be uh, ready next year if he finds a way to circumvent that. 
and uh, then we'll have to return. Okay. So, so, okay. So long-term, we just need to keep an eye out for it. And then, uh, but, but hopefully this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, we're going to be here in Iceland for a few days to monitor the situation. There's actually talk about uh, us overthrowing the government because it's a coalition government uh, because of uh, this decision. But I don't think that's going to go anywhere. If that does happen, of course, they could reverse the decision. So we're going to sit here and watch it for a couple of days and uh, monitor the situation. And then uh, we'll be in Europe, so we won't be very far away if a decision is made to reverse this. We'll be able to get here back here in plenty of time to, to intervene. But I, I'm quite confident that uh, this is uh, the end of whaling uh, for this season. And they haven't got a permit for next year, and uh, the government would have to make a decision to renew that permit. And uh, considering the situation, I don't think that they're, they're going to do it. But right now, the whaling ships are sitting dockside. They put uh, tarps over the harpoons, and there's no personnel on board. They're, they're just sitting there, um, and nobody's, nobody's working. Okay, that's great news. So now knowing that uh, that he's not going to a whale, I guess, um, is there any more pressure that needs to be put on the Icelandic government or is, is all that can be done been done? Well, we don't want them to forget about it, but I think that uh, it's 90% uh, confirmed that this is the end of whaling, but there's always that 10%, so we have to watch it and be prepared. But, uh, you know, the Icelandic government is pretty much dead set against whaling, and more than 50% of the population is against whaling. Uh, it's only the really the older crowd, you know, that are, you know, people over 55, 60, who uh, will be supporting that the younger generation certainly is against it. And also we were emphasizing that, you know, whales make a significant contribution to towards sequestering uh, uh, car CO2 and also uh, producing uh, nutrients for um, phytoplankton, which produces oxygen. And Iceland considers itself a leader in addressing climate change issues. So they, they you know, they, they certainly took that into account uh, in this decision. So, there's many reasons for uh, for making sure that the ban is permanent, and I think that the Icelandic government will uh, stick to their decision. Well, so as of right now, we can consider Operation Piacon a complete success. Uh, it seems that way, uh, you know, and uh, uh, like I said, 90% confidence. Okay, wonderful. Well, Paul, I will leave you at that. Um, please uh, congratulate the crew and, and yourself. We're all pulling for you all out at sea. And thank you for this update. And we will catch up with you later. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Bye. I want to thank Captain Watson for giving us this update today. It is wonderful news to hear that the Icelandic government has suspended the whaling season and that uh, Mr. Lofson will be unable to harpoon any fin whales this year. Um, it just goes to show that all the folks out there that have donated, all the folks that have voiced their opinions, uh, Mr. DeJoria, who uh, donated the boat, all of these efforts from all these different angles, they all matter, and they all led to a successful outcome uh, so far for the fin whales. And it just goes to show that you know, if, if we keep fighting and if we keep battling and letting our voices be heard, we can make a difference. Uh, there's going to be more fin whales uh, swimming in the ocean now uh, because of our efforts and Captain Watson's efforts and his crew. The fact that all these, I mean, a lot of these folks um, are volunteers on this ship and they are taking time out of their life 
to be on that ship and to show up outside of Iceland uh, so that Iceland knows uh, that, that we care and that uh, we don't want any fin whales to die. So uh, it's just, it's such a wonderful success story and it, it means a lot. So to all the folks that have donated to the foundation and have helped make this such a successful mission, uh, I just want to say thank you on behalf of the foundation. So hopefully, uh, you know, Paul and the team can um, come up, I guess, with uh, the next thing that they're going to tackle. And we'll have to, uh, you know, sit back and, and wait and sort of hear what their plans are from here. I know he said that they are going to stay uh, in the vicinity of Iceland just to make sure that everything goes smoothly and that they indeed uh, aren't going to whale. Um, but yeah, as soon as we know more about where the Jean-Paul de Joria uh, ship is headed, uh, I will let everyone know. I also wanted to you know, mention, I guess, in the news, uh, there was a story about a fishing tournament um, where these guys caught a 619-pound blue marlin. And uh, I think the prize was you know, for, for whoever caught the heaviest, the biggest fish was going to get a three and a half million dollar prize. So these guys go out and they fight this blue marlin. I think they said it took about six hours to reel this poor thing in to the boat. And, uh, you know, the thing dies a slow and painful death on the boat, I guess. Um, and so they've taken an apex predator out of the ocean all in the hopes of getting a lot of money. And um, as they were showing off the fish at the dock and they raised the fish up, I guess some people noticed that a shark had taken a, a bite out of the, the, back, the back part of the, of the marlin. And I guess part of the rules of this fishing tournament are if the fish is mutilated in any way, shape, or form, then that fish is disqualified. So then I guess the next heaviest, biggest fish, um, you know, that, that boat, that crew wins the uh, $3.5 million prize. This is stupid. I mean, blue marlins are incredible creatures, um, creatures that help maintain the balance of the ocean. And if you don't know much about blue marlins, I would encourage you to, to look it up. I mean, these are some of the apex predators in the sea. They can swim extremely fast. Uh, they're magnificent hunters. I mean, they're just incredible organisms. And the idea that we are having fishing tournaments and offering people millions of dollars to take them out of the ocean is insane and uh, incredibly stupid. So, you know, look, these, you know, these Bill Fisher Bill Fisherman, I guess you'd call them billfish, the spearfish. Um, if you know someone that's doing that, you know, maybe, maybe educate them a little bit. Maybe try to help change their minds because we need as many apex predators in the ocean as we can to help restore the balance. Um, you know, what happens is, is as we take out more apex predators from the, from the ocean, they call it fishing down the food chain. So uh, the fish start to get smaller because, you know, once you take out all the other apex predators, well, then the next one isn't as big. And 
you know, unfortunately, everybody's always trying to catch the biggest fish. Um, but when all the big ones are gone, you know, the rest of them are quite small. So and I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, it was, you know, I guess the news article was focusing on how upset the crew of the boat was that they lost out on this prize money. And I heard that they re- uh, retained a lawyer to try to get their money. But just the whole concept of, you know, rewarding people millions of dollars for robbing our oceans of a key, um, you know, these marlins are key actors in the world of, uh, of, in the oceanic world. And we need as many of them in the ocean as we can get. So I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But in case you hadn't heard about that, that's just another stupid thing that uh, we humans are doing. I don't know. I guess I can't help myself. But in doing a little bit more research, you know, blue marlins and other billfish are uh, protected. And uh, within 200 miles of the U.S. coastline, uh, all vessels are required to release any billfish caught. However, the survival rate of these fish is low because of the uh, hardship that they go through when they're captured. I mean, it takes hours for these guys to reel these fish in because they're so huge and they're so powerful. So obviously these tournament guys are getting some sort of an exemption to kill these fish and bring them onto shore. What also sucks is that um, as far as blue marlins go, it's the females that are the biggest. Uh, They're much bigger than the male marlins. So when we're targeting the biggest marlins uh, to try to win some dumb tournament, uh, we're really taking out these reproductive females. And, you know, bigger females can disperse uh, more eggs. So... You know, when we take out the big females, we're really hurting uh, the blue marlin's chances of survival because we need these big females to release, you know, the millions of eggs that they release because of all the eggs that they release, a very, very, very small percentage of those eggs are going to survive um, because those, those eggs obviously develop and then they become part of the plankton and then those fish uh, hopefully get bigger and, and you know, it's, it's a really minuscule amount uh, that do survive. So, uh, it just, it angers me to, to a great extent, uh, that we are celebrating this and that we are encouraging people to go out and hunt, uh, these magnificent creatures. So, uh, if you didn't know that, um, I encourage you to look up more information about not just blue marlins, but other billfish. And I also would encourage you to, um, you know, do what you can to try to, uh, educate people and make them aware that these fishing tournaments, uh, aren't a good thing. So that's all I have to say about blue Marlins. Uh, but, and I know that's kind of a bummer, but there is good news because the fin whales are safe around Iceland and that, that should make us all very happy. Uh, I hope that, um, future generations get to experience the majesty of fin whales uh, and also the benefits that, that fin whales are going to bring to future generations by, uh, you know, fertilizing the oceans and keeping our ecosystems balanced. So uh, with that, um, I will leave you all to it. This episode is brought to you by Macara Nigricans. Macara, interestingly enough, is the Latin word for sword. 
If the oceans die, we die. 